0: After 20 years as a self-employed contractor, business owner, and entrepreneur, I've learned a few things about marketing and business growth. My goal is to help home service businesses and contractors grow wildly successful businesses, live the life of their dreams, and use their business to build a lasting legacy. If you'd like to work with my marketing agency to help you grow your home service business, go to clicksintocustomers.net. Now, on with the show. All right. Hey guys, welcome to another show. Um, I wanted to kind of share my backstory, where I came from, how I got here, uh, what led me to be doing a lead generation and a marketing agency for con- uh, contractors and um, home service businesses. And it all started, I was completely burned out. I just couldn't bear the thought of another phone call from another customer with a design decision. If you've ever been there, if you do any sort of remodeling, maybe you can relate. I totally hated kitchen remodeling. Now, I loved remodeling. I loved the design aspect of it. I loved the remodeling process uh, as long as I was the one in charge, as long as I was the boss. I hated never knowing exactly how much I was going to make until the job was over. As you know, uh, kitchen remodeling, bathroom, any sort of home remodeling project is sort of an organic process. You never know. Um, you, you can't price it by the square foot. You know, it's it's this thing that evolves and you've got change orders and revisions and unexpected things happening like mold behind the walls or you know, the customer decides they want to do, you know, they want to install, you know, some kind of crazy thing that wasn't on the original plans. And you have to go back and you have to do a change order and you have to figure out how much it's going to cost. And I totally, I hated, I started to really, really hate that part of it. And it was cool for the first couple of years, but, um, you know, I got licensed in 2007 and, um, well, kind of, I'm getting ahead of myself, but as you could probably tell, you know, I was burnt out. I hated being a general, you know, quote unquote, general contractor, sort of like I said yes to just about everything. If they asked me, you know, to do something, I would say, oh yeah, I can do that. And you know, when I got started in, um, when I got started, I got licensed in 2007. That was right around the beginning of the housing crash and the foreclosure crisis And, um, obviously no one was, uh, buying homes and fixing them up. Everyone was losing their home. They were, uh, getting foreclosed on and someone reached out to me. Um, I was running ads on Craigslist and different places, uh, just trying to find work. And someone reached out to me and said, Hey, do you want to work for the banks? You know, I do, uh, I clean up homes for the banks. So I said, sure, that, you know, whatever. And I quickly figured out exactly what this guy was doing and so i started marketing myself as um, a foreclosure uh, renovator i figured out who all the players were and i was working for the banks and um so they could put them so a bank would take a home and then they would um, have to clean it up and put in new paint new carpet some smoke detectors and they'd flip it back out onto the market and I was making a ton of money, and I was doing very little work. I had a crew that I didn't have to babysit. The homes were vacant. There was really essentially no uh, client, no customer. The bank was the customer, and all I had to do was clean up the home. Um, I was way overcharging for all that stuff, take a few pictures, send them the pictures, and I could pretty much, as long as I got it done on their time timeframe um, in a reasonable amount of time, they were, they were happy. They were stoked, <clears throat> but then, uh, the market started changing and foreclosures pretty much kind of dried up They, you know, as you know, quickly went from a booming business to completely nothing at all. And so I had to look for, um, look, go back to the home improvement market and start working for homeowners. But the problem was nobody wanted to spend any money <clears throat> now. Um, You know, no one wanted to spend any money and everyone was watching, uh, the HGTV shows and the house flipping shows and design on a dime. And, you know, it, they make it, they portray it like a a renovation project gets done in a weekend and it costs $15,000 and, that nothing could be further from the truth. If you know, you, you probably know what I'm talking about. You ever get that where you have clients and they, they see something on TV and then there's sticker shock. When you tell them how much it's going to cost, they completely flip out. And, um, you know, you go to, uh, from job to job trying to, you know, you lower the price, lower the price, lower the price until they finally say yes. Because you know what it's going to cost and you know that they're that they either can't afford it or they're not going to pay. and they, they start price shopping. So you know, I was I was really tired of this and I started I wanted to make what I knew I w- was worth. I wanted to make more than working a regular job. I, you know, there were so many days, so many weeks, maybe you've even had this feeling, you know, that you think to yourself, shoot, I could go to Home Depot. And, and work there and make just as much money and at the end of the month. Is this, is the aggravation and the stress, is this really worth it? So, um, you know, I would, I would make it, I would do a $60,000 kitchen remodel. And at the end of, you know, two or three or four months, and I realize I'm, I'm getting paid less than minimum wage. I'm only making about $5,000 for two months worth of work. This is ridiculous. So I either wanted to make three times what I was making or I wanted to, if I was, if that's all I was going to make, then I wanted to work three times less hours. So this is what I was dealing with. This is my, my, was my struggle. I was dealing with customers who wanted more than they were willing to pay for. And this meant that I wasn't able to support my family or give my wife everything that she deserved and let alone have the freedom from the money problems, you know, I was at this point in my life. You know, I was getting close to fifty years old, and I was realizing this aggravation isn't worth it. I want more freedom in my business. I want more freedom from financial problems, and I wanted the I wanted my business to be an actual business. I didn't want to to it, it at this point. It was a job, and it, in fact, it was worse than a job. It was like slave labor. And I wanted to make as much money as I wanted. I wanted to charge what I wanted to. I wanted to feel like I was... I wanted to make as much money as I wanted to. I wanted to charge what I wanted to. I wanted to feel like I I was... Uh, that I wasn't required to take a job just to stay busy, keep my guys busy, my crew, and to pay my employees and overhead. You know, let me... Have you ever felt that? It's like if most contractors go through this, it's like we have... One job, one opportunity for a job, and we feel like we have to take it, even though in our gut, even though deep, deep down, we know we should not take this job. We have to take it because I don't know what else is coming behind it. If I don't take this job, it might be weeks or months before I get this job, and you know that you're gonna get screwed on this job, and you're not gonna make any money, but you figure, screw it, I gotta keep my guys busy or I'm gonna lose them and i gotta maybe i can just get a little money on the front end with a deposit to help kind of pay some bills and then i'll get caught up and then hopefully another job will come up and that will help me you know do you have you ever gone through this 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 uh, hamster wheel it's it's psychotic it's crazy now also at this around this same time is i i had taken a little detour and i was i I had done some house flipping and I had a partner for a couple years after the foreclosure thing shut down and I was doing my own, uh, my own flips. I had a couple partners and, and some investors and I had done my own flips, but then that started to dry up. And then, you know, I was in the housing, mar- you know, the housing market was recovering. It was getting harder to find real estate deals. And I did not want to go back into construction. I didn't want to go back into this remodeling for homeowners. And, you know, I'd been through so many ups and downs, both financially and personally. My relationship with my wife was suffering, you know, because of, you know, obviously money issues. And we were finally getting back on track. Everything was starting to look good. And a large part of our issues was financial. And, you know, I just felt terrible because at the time my wife was making more than I was and she was stressed about money. And I, f- you know, and I felt even worse about the situation because even though I was making 60, 70, $80,000 on a job at the end of the day, I was really making, you know, less than minimum wage. And I felt like a failure as a business owner. So right around this time, it's kind of probably 2014, 2015, you know, I kind of took a little detour with, uh, I had a couple of partners and we, we flipped a couple houses on our own and that went really good. I made a ton of money in a, in a really short period of time, but that all dried up with the foreclosure crisis kind of coming to an end and winding down. It was getting harder to get, the, get deals. And, you know, um, you know, I really, really did not want to go back into regular, construction for homeowners and working with customers and doing remodeling. You know, I'd been through so many ups and downs over the last, what's this, like seven, eight years at this point, you know, financially and personally, my relationship with my wife was suffering. We were finally, you know, me and her were kind of really getting back on track. But, um, you know, I really just felt terrible at this time. You know, my wife was making more than me. She was stressed out about money and, you know, to make matters even worse, um, you know, I, even though I was doing a $60,000, kitchen remodels, at the end of the day, when you added it all up, you know, I was really kind of making minimum wage and I felt like a complete failure as a business owner, as a husband. And so I just really kind of took some time off. Um, I had some some money left over. I had a partnership deal during, it's kind of a long story, but You know, I was co-owners in a restaurant during the house flipping days where, you know, I kind of got talked into this thing and, you know, it it gave me a little bit of money, but not a lot to, not enough to live off of, you know, I, I didn't have to work. I had a little bit of money coming in, but I was basically living off of my wife's salary and it just, it sucked. It really felt terrible, but I, I really wanted to take some time to really figure out what my next move was. And I was really sick of being this general contractor that being a generalist doing everything. You know, I tried, um, I tried a few things trying to be more of the designer aspect, more of a consultant aspect, you know, working for a flat fee. I tried subbing out all the work, uh, that got me a little bit closer, but it still wasn't really, uh, fun. It wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't profitable. And I even considered quitting and just, you know, going to work in the restaurant with my partner. And it was just a really, really low point. So, um, I don't want to get this episode too long, but if any of that resonates with you, if you feel any of that, you know, I want to go into like what, where, where I turned the corner, where this really all started to make sense. And, and I was making money super fast and super easy. So I'm going to save that part for the next episode. And if you want to subscribe, uh, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, Leave us a review on Apple iTunes or whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd really appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode when everything turns the corner. So generating leads is easy. Getting leads is easy. I don't care what anyone tells you. If it's Facebook ads or Google ads or SEO or whatever, getting leads is easy is easy. The difficult part comes when you want to convert those leads into paying customers. And how do you convert leads into paying customers? With lead flow follow-up. I call it lead flow automation, and my Lead Ninja system will do exactly that. It will convert the lead for you, it will send automations and text messages and emails and automatically book appointments for you. If you'd like to find out if this is a good fit for your business and you wanna have us install all of this done for you into your business, including all of the lead generation, unlimited leads, and all of the lead flow follow-up done for you, go to clicksintocustomers.net and you can fill out an application to work with us. We only work with a handful of businesses at a time because it is time consuming to set up, but we guarantee that you will Start generating leads and booked appointments within the first week of working with this. Usually about 48 hours. That's a bold claim. I don't want to promise that. But within 48 hours to a week, you will have leads flowing into your business and converting them into booked appointments. Again, if that sounds something like interesting to you and you want to check that out, go to clicksintocustomers.net and fill out an application.